Now, here's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Joined by Glenn Moore, coach of the uh, Baylor softball team. And, uh, Coach, with the uh, championship game tonight, I just wanted to visit with you, kind of see what you were up to. Uh, let me ask you, by the way, have you ever played softball in Mexico? Have you ever you traveled around with a very famous group, uh, the King and his court, uh, and you all played a lot of stadiums, uh, ballparks across the country? Did you ever make it over to Mexico? And I think you know the reason I'm asking this. Well, I never played in Mexico with the king and his court, but we took our team down to Puerto Vallarta a few years ago and, and uh, played in a tournament down there. So I have played down there as, as a coach. <clears throat> All right. What do you remember about that trip? What was the, uh, what was the support like? Did, was anybody, uh, did, did some <laughs> folks show up? Were they, were they interested in you guys? Oh, it was, yeah, it was a little nostalgic, uh, played in a park that was, uh, took us about back about, uh, 30, 40 years, but, uh, well lit and well attended by the community. And we were staying at a resort. So it was, uh, run by triple crown here in the United States and had some great competition. I believe we played the university of Washington and, uh, Stanford, uh, played off uh south carolina we had some great competition down there and it was it was a great experience for us i mean did you let did you let your players have some fun there at port of Yarta, or was it all business did you at least kind of yeah. check out some of the amenities there at the resort <laughs> depends on your definition of fun i guess i think we had some fun we had great food down there we had a buffet you could eat any time of the day or night just wear a wristband and and uh, yeah, it was it was exciting. So I'm I, I know where you're going with this. So I'm kind of excited about this. Um, yeah, you agree? We have. Yeah, that's right. You'd like me to get there at some point. <laughs> Big Twelve <laughs> Mexico. Big Twelve Mexico launch, and um, I'm hoping softball, baseball gets involved. I'd like everybody to get involved in this. I've heard soccer mentioned, basketball, football. Got a big bowl game happening in Monterey. Um, but, uh, yeah, the big 12 Mexico launch, that's kind of interesting coach. I mean, to think about, um, uh, maybe trying to get more games on TV, radio, who knows Univision and, uh, we may have big 12. I mean, this, your Mark, I feel like he just sits around just like thinking of stuff. Like, I wonder what we ought to do tomorrow. And part of it seems to be needling the guy at the Pac-12, like every day that Klevikov wakes up like, what, what's your mark going to do today? And the latest thing is this Big 12 Mexico. What did you uh, what did you think of this? We started hearing rumors of this, but today was kind of the official uh, rollout of the bigger announcement. Well, I prepared for many questions uh, apart from the Big 12 Mexico uh uh, agreement, but uh, I'm kind of excited about it. I would like to, uh, I would like to uh, be a part of that one day. We we're not a, a softball is not in the agreement right now. You know, I had an All American from Mexico City, Danny Leal, a few years ago. So Ooh, um, that's right. I'd like to like to recruit a little more down in that area. <clears throat> Danny Leal, how did how did that uh, how did how did Danny uh, end up on your uh, radar? How did uh, how did that recruitment go? Well, Danny played for uh, uh, 
a junior college out of Kansas and, and uh, mm-hmm. recruited her from that junior college and brought her to, to Baylor. Uh, pretty incredible story. Didn't speak a, a word of English when she got to the U.S. and ended up being an All-American for us and uh, graduated with honors here. So she's one of my favorite kids and still lives down there, and we stay in touch. Are you fluent in Spanish, or, or are you at least – can you kind of get by? I can I can get by uh, burritos, tacos, uh, anything to do with food. Um, you know, I I can uh, make my way around. <laughs> you're a big guy, but you're a big in shape guy, so you can make jokes <laughs> about all the burritos and tacos. But you're also mixing in lifts and walks and runs and things like that over the years. Okay, some of us in the sports writing world, do not mix that in. We don't mix the uh, the physical fitness part of that in. But uh, Glenn Moore joined us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Interesting to see the Sooners struggling a little bit out of the gates last night, making some errors, not hitting the ball through three innings, um, yet they got it going. And, and, and got, you know, But it's, it's good to see them challenged every now and then. I mean, this thing would be no fun if they never were challenged. But uh, it is kind of cool, Coach, that that 52 streak, of course, it started after a loss. And the loss was to the Bears, your Bears. And uh, that's got to be kind of cool when that comes up and when it's mentioned, okay, this is OU's last loss. Um, I would hope you and your uh, players take some pride in hearing that. Yeah, I – I'm very proud of our girls. They get uh they've they've gotten some mileage out of that. I think every time they play they bring up the name Baylor and you know, I've said many times it wasn't an accident on that night. I think our girls were prepared and Matt, I think the difference is is our kids have um have there there's no fear. Uh there's a respect, a healthy respect, but there's no fear when we play teams like Oklahoma and they are probably the best team in the history of the sport right now. And I've said that the last couple of years with them, but I think they've gotten better each year. We've got, uh, we got beat up a little bit by scheduling them two years in a row, two times outside of conference. But I can tell you right now, our fans and our players uh, wouldn't trade anything for that game on February the 19th. That was a, that was a big, big win for us. And I'm very proud of the girls and the way they performed that night. Who does this OU team compare to that uh, in that respect? I think the last team with a three-peat was, what, 90 to 92? I was looking at that the other day. Um, Of all the teams you've played against and coached, um, is there – who kind of does this OU dynasty most remind you of? Who who do you think of when you you just said you think they may be the best team in the history of the sport – what other program had it going kind of like this? Well, I don't think anyone really compares to what they're doing right now. There's some that probably knocked on that door, the Arizonas and UCLA's back in the day of the mighty uh, Pac-12 is still a strong conference. I think UCLA probably had the second best team in the, uh, the country. Many people thought they were the best after we beat Oklahoma. They dropped from the number one spot to the number two spot just so happened that Oklahoma played UCLA and Palm Springs that next weekend. And I think beat them 13 to nothing. So uh, they separated themselves quickly from UCLA. And of course, UCLA didn't make the 
the tournament. So I would have to say the UCLA's and the Arizona's of the uh, 90s and early 2000s probably are as comparable as you can be to what uh, they're doing at OU right now. But, uh, Matt, there's there's three All-American pitchers on there. I don't know another organization that can uh, replace four four of their uh, losses are their four four players they lost last year with four All-Americans from other Power Five conferences. And, um, you know, so it's just a, a machine right now that keeps feeding itself. Does NIL only help, or, or was it kind of trending this way even without the NIL? I, I would think certainly they've got plenty of resources there at OU. Do you think that could maybe – even uh, help extend their dynasty, and I guess the you yeah. know I, I guess it's good news, bad news. They're leaving. You like having a go at them and beating them, but you know it's also there's got to be part of you that hey, we somebody else has a chance to try to run this conference. Yeah, I got uh, I get that question often about them leaving. Uh, you know, I think uh, the, the the positive with them being in our conference is we're protected from them in the first round of the NCAAs. So to to pave your way to Oklahoma City, it seems easier to uh, to to not have to go through them, obviously. And however, if we had been a 16 seed, which we were kind of expecting this year, we'd have been matched up with them and had to play them in the supers. Um, but uh, you know, maybe time for them to leave. <laughs> I don't know. You mentioned the NIL. The NIL is, uh, to me, going to solidify that for uh, from some of those schools for a lot longer than it would normally have uh, taken for them to fall off of their perch. Uh, but this has been in the makings before NIL. They, Patty's done a great job up there recruiting. The, uh, the biggest tournament in the nation in travel ball was in Oklahoma City for years, and I think uh, there was some benefit from having all the top athletes in the country go to – Oklahoma City and visit the campus of Norman right there while they played in the national tournament in the summer. At the end of the summer, there was probably some um, advantage she used in taking taking that uh, taking advantage of that and building this thing. And then now with NIL, it's really I think really separating some schools, and I think they certainly will play a big part in that. You know, does all the celebrating spike in the ball? the exuberance has that ever annoyed you about OU or are you kind of okay with that I I, I uh, there's been a lot written about that and uh, and you know some of them have admitted seeing a lot of that online what do you what do you as an opponent in a conference foe what what do you kind of make of that well you can take it uh you know, there's two different sides of this whenever you have uh, played baseball. The baseball side of it would be looked at as a disrespect. I think the softball side of it is just high energy, and as long as it's not thrown at the dugout or pointed at the dugout or taunting, I think it's more accepted in softball. Uh, it's something that they, I think, uh, from what I understand, their their leadership on their team uh, wanted to celebrate the small victories and do it in such a way that they keep their – intensity up so i can't be critical of kids coming out there and playing with a lot of emotion and high energy every time they step on the field uh certainly don't feel sorry for them but they have an unbelievable amount of pressure for young kids on their back with that target on their back every time and for them to be able to 
to play as a team, you know, I applaud them uh, for, for that and, and the energy they have in doing that. But I can certainly understand both sides of where that seems as though it's uh, maybe a hint of unsportsmanlike conduct, but, uh, but I don't think it's meant that way by them. Now, there have been times in the past where uh, I disagreed with uh, the way they handled themselves. We had one event at our park years ago where they had a, uh, a tendency to come out of their dugout when you'd make a pitching change and taunt your pitchers. And, and I just told our girls that, uh, that that was not going to happen on our field. Uh, they might beat our brains out, but if they came out and started pointing at our pitcher and taunting our pitcher, then we were going to stand in front of them and protect our pitcher. And, and uh, they looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, you know, that's what we're about. We're not going to be afraid of anybody. And if you don't do it, you're coming out of the game. And as soon as we made a pitching change, they came out of their dugout and our infield went and stood right in front of them and, and shoulder to shoulder, locked arms and, and uh, sent a message. And we didn't win the ball game, but we sent the message that we were going to be respected in our park and we we're going to demand that. And I don't think from that day on that we've been afraid to play Oklahoma. It's, it's been a, uh, you know, a, a message that we wanted to send. We're going to fight anybody. And that's why I'm not afraid to schedule them outside of conference. We want to get better and play the best. And now we have a win. That was like the pitcher you were taking out. That's who they would be kind of getting after or taunting. Yes. It was an intimidation tactic at the time. And, uh, we knew they did it. And I just, uh, told them it wasn't going to happen on our field. Uh, they weren't going to intimidate our players. And, you know, again, they could beat us fair and square, but they're not going to come out there and point at our players and, and try to intimidate our pitchers. And uh, so, you know, we that's, that's just – it's Getterman Stadium. It's our home field. And there's a, a certain – amount of respect that I think you have to demand as, as a team and, and uh, as a coach and teach your players to demand that respect and then play your hearts out. And that's what our team did. And I think Oklahoma respects us for the, uh, for, for wanting to play them and not being uh, fearful of, of playing them. All right. I wish I could get some footage of that, some old YouTube. What year would that have been? I'm going to do some research. I kind of like the, I kind of like the thought of going back oh, and taking man. a peek at that. I, I would. We've asked several times for uh, photos of that. I would like to use it with uh, future teams, and I'm not sure. Uh, but maybe I can get Katie to to do some research and see if she can come up with something on that. I know we had uh, Lindsey Cargill uh, was at third base. I know I believe Denny Leal may have been on that team. Uh, uh, Ari Hawkins. So. Yeah, and they demanded that uh, we were going to be respected. We haven't beaten that team often, but we've played with them many times. We lost a game one to – well, we we dropped the fly ball to let them beat us last year uh, at their park, and um, we've had two or three really big shootouts, and uh, our girls will compete with them. They're not afraid to, to play the Sooners. And I think you see that with many teams. There's a five- or six-run advantage just because of the name on their chest, and – I think a lot of teams fold because of uh, who they are. Man, five or six—that is that is, uh, is really—interesting. Uh, I like the way you put that. Hey, catch us up on uh, Dari Orm. Uh, obviously, in NCAA's, that was unfortunate that she wasn't able to help you uh, in the circle. And um, any—is there? Um, how is her health? Whatever you can share with us is. Uh, Will there be anything done to try to 
get her back? Is it just about rest? What is the what is the latest as she hopefully is uh, able to bounce back from what was I don't know if it was a tired arm or or exactly what the issue was. I remember you told us a little bit about it. Yeah, she has uh, TOS, thoracic outlet syndrome. It's an impinged nerve, and uh, she'll have surgery in a couple of weeks that will release that nerve. They go in and do a um, sounds evasive, but it's not as intense as you would think. I uh, think it's a, a removal of a rib that will allow the freedom of that nerve the way I understand it and allow her feeling in her arm. Her arm goes numb, and uh, she can't feel, feel her release point. She loses velocity. And uh, it's not uncommon these days. Uh, quite a few uh, athletes experience this, and we've had one before with Lisa Ferguson that was a success, and we're hoping for the same thing. And it should have her back by November, full go from what I've been told. So we're excited about that, having Leah Benford back and and um, Shaylin Govan, uh, Abby Abby Flores. We've got quite a few that are banged up that we're hoping to have back in the lineup next year. And everybody seemingly, from what you can tell, is uh, returning. The folks that aren't having to to graduate or out of eligibility is that uh, I know that seemed to be the case right after the season. Is that uh, is that look like uh, you're getting pretty much everybody back? We are, and praise the Lord for that. We had some good ones, and I think uh, you know, winning. Although we didn't win as much as we want wanted, winning is a, a amazing medicine, Matt. Whenever you uh, when you win a little bit, you have happier people, you have happier parents, and your coaches are happier, administration's happier, and everybody likes where they are. Losing, just opposite. So we had a good year overall, had some big wins, and and uh, at least our exit meetings were very positive, and everybody seems to be coming back except Josie Bauer, and we're adding three new kids to our to our roster from our incoming freshmen. So the, if we can create the same culture and the same chemistry – um, I'm ex- ex- expecting big things from this team. And these three new ones, um, what are we talking about? Like, will you try to ease them in, or are we uh, skill level wise, are are a couple of them going to have a chance of of making immediate impacts? Well, you know, I never tell anybody that they can't at least make the person in front of them better. That's the 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 positive thing about quality depth. We haven't had enough of that in the last few years. And uh, it's easy for human nature to set in and you just kind of ride it out. But we're going to have quite a bit of depth. We had some come on strong in the end, like Ashlyn Walkendorf had one heck of a uh, a regional out there. So she's going to uh, be vying for more time than just running bases. Uh, Taylor Strain had a rough year uh, health-wise, and she'll be back full speed. Uh, The newcomers, as you mentioned, uh, we have Lexi Warnke, who is a pitcher from East Bernard. We're expecting big things out of her. She's she's going to be a good one, and that'll add us at a sixth arm to our pin, bullpen, and and we think uh, very highly of her. And uh, we have a first baseman that probably won't move, Shailen Govan, but uh, will give us some depth over there, and then, uh, then we have a middle infielder to give us some depth up the middle. But we're still a fairly young team with quite a few sophomores this year that will move up to their junior year. Not a lot of needs, just getting better and, and uh, having more uh, more experience will will make us better. And what do you will you watch uh, tonight and like last night's game? Do you watch it with your wife or do you have uh, uh, what, what's your situation like? Do y'all like to go out to eat, watch it at a restaurant, or 
you like to kind of focus on it there at the house? I'll be watching it in my living room, and and I'll be a fan. I'll be critiquing. Last night, I couldn't understand why Florida State didn't throw their ace pitcher. I couldn't understand that with Tennessee. And then my wife reminds me that, uh, hey, they're in the World Series, and you're in your living room watching them play. So be careful what you <laughs> – be careful what you say, but I but I, I use my, that time to be a fan and do all the things that other people are doing to me when I'm on on the field. All right, ask your wife if if it would be okay if I stopped by this evening to just watch a couple of innings with you. You're welcome anytime, anytime. <laughs> Not much to eat here though. I, I moved all the kids out recently, and she doesn't seem to like the kitchen as much as she used to. But. <laughs> I've been known to sh- Yeah, yeah, I could show up. I could come bearing gifts. But, uh, well, it was fun to visit with you. I was watching that last night, and I thought of you, and I said, I'm going to try to get Glenn on the phone. And so uh, thank you, Coach. I uh, I appreciate it. Always fun to visit with you and uh, have fun watching the game, and I'll talk to you soon. Well, who who do you have tonight? You gonna you going to take Oklahoma through it undefeated, or are you going to go for Florida State? Well, I'm going for, I mean, I guess I should root for the conference, but I'm absolutely going for Florida State. Um, I love that uh, catch at the wall Mudge made last night. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see game two. You were wondering where that ace was. I mean, let's let's see if you can put them on their heels a little bit. And uh, they've been just a tad bit shakier than we've seen them in a while. I don't know if it's nerves or what. So uh, I certainly would not bet. Uh, against Oklahoma. I mean, I, if I had to bet it, I would certainly load up on the Sooners. But rooting interest-wise, we'll be going for Florida State. Gotcha. All right. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> you bet. Great to have you. There he goes. Coach Glenn Moore, Baylor, softball. And uh, good news there. A little bit of news that we can share on that uh, thoracic outlet syndrome, TOS. Uh, Dari Orm should be uh, a full go by November. Aaron, let's do the math real quick. What are we in? June, uh, July, September, October, November. Okay, five months. Five months. It's okay. Nothing wrong with that. And then uh, be kind of get going and and be ready for when things uh, uh, get rolling in. What February? It's kind of when the season gets going. Maybe uh, mid uh, late February. All right, cool. That'll be that would be awesome to get Dari back and at full strength. 